Welcome to episode 253 of Live Happy Now. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and I'm so glad that you chose to make us part of your week. There's no question that we're experiencing a chaotic time right now, and we've heard so many concerns from people who are worried about COVID-19, about the financial toll it's already taking, and what this means for the future. We're all learning how to manage this new normal that, frankly, doesn't feel normal at all. The good news is there are ways that we can find calm in the midst of this chaos. And today, we've invited Aaron Pickney back to give us tips on how to make the most of our current situation. Aaron is a Nashville-based therapist specializing in recovery from anxiety and depression. And she's here to give a few suggestions on how we can decrease our anxiety and increase our sense of well-being. Erin, welcome back to Live Happy Now. It's great to have you on the show again. Thanks. It's great to be back. Well, we have a lot to talk about today because uh, as you and I had talked earlier, we didn't really expect to be talking on the air again this soon, but there's a lot going on and a lot of things that people need some reassurance with. And you are the person we need to talk to about this. <laughs> All right. Happy to be it. Obviously, there's a lot of anxiety going on right now. And I think one of the things I want to understand is what is causing us so much anxiety? Because I hear different things from different people as a therapist, as a professional. What is it that you see causing us the most anxiety right now? You know, it's interesting because you would think more people were being super anxious about getting sick. But really what most people seem to be anxious about is being isolated or potentially having like a loss of work, which could lead to a lot of really negative consequences for people. So those kind of seem to be the more prevalent things that people are really anxious about as opposed to like the virus itself. Interesting. And with that kind of anxiety and the fact that we are working from home, most of us, we are feeling more isolated. Does that just feed the anxiety to be in oh, that yeah. situation? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, when you're going into an office and you're talking people and you kind of get to have just general social time with people, that kind of low hum of anxiety that some people live with goes down a little bit. They have other people to share their experiences with and you just you're not stuck in your own head. Whereas when you're at home and especially if you happen to live alone and you're not reaching out to other people socially, like it's just you and your thoughts. And those thoughts can get really out of hand really quickly. Yeah. And even people like right here in Nashville, I know we live in a building where they have shut down the gym downstairs mm -hmm. and yes. our CrossFit gym is now closed. So there goes that outlet for physical release. So if people are in that situation, what can they then do to kind of escape some of that anxiety? Because for me, like that's what I would do is like I'm going to go work out or I'm going to go do some yoga. Now it just got more difficult to do that. Yeah. Well, so I think the first thing is to try to work out at home if you can. There are a ton of great yoga videos online. I think Yoga with Adrian is one that's like super popular, but there's a ton of them based on your particular preference and skill level. So you could do that. You can also just like dance. That is one of my personal favorites. It just sort of crank up the music and dance. And if you live in an apartment building and you don't want to make your neighbor's apartment hear the music, you can just throw on some headphones and dance with it, which is a great way. I also am a big fan of singing while dancing. It's great cardio might disturb the neighbors if you're not great, um, but, <laughs> but it's also a fun thing to do. And then depending on where you live, so like over where you are, this may be harder. My part of town, I can go for a walk and not come in contact with another person or at least not in close contact. And so that's something we can still do. 
it's also possible to like some of the parks and things, different places are closing down, but you can drive out to a less populated area and go for a walk there if that's something that works for you. And what are some other things that we can be doing that will help us reduce some of this anxiety? So I think kind of hearkening back to our last conversation, really limiting social media in the news. I've had to turn off notifications from the news stations on my phone, which historically have never been an issue. But right now I'm getting a notification every time there's another positive test. That's not helpful to me or my (laughs) mental health. And social media is just sort of running crazy with all kinds of really drastic things that maybe aren't realistic or not what are happening and misinformation that's out there. If you can choose to have your social media be a healthy place and you've only got healthy people you're interacting with and healthy feeds that you're following, then that's great. And if it's not, then maybe reduce that or cut it out for now. I know a lot of people, though, they're kind of drawn to the news right now, kind of like a bad car accident where Mm -hmm. it upsets them and it's disturbing for them to watch, but they seem to not be able to stop. And unfortunately... The way that our society is set up now, we can watch 24-7 on multiple stations and platforms. Yes, we can. (laughs) Get completely inundated. So how do we balance that kind of a need to know with need to step away? I think for me, turning off notifications or even fully deleting apps on your phone and then having a checkpoint in the day. So like given the rapid nature that things are changing, you might check in in the morning, check in midday when you have lunch, and then check in in the evening to see so that you still have access to the important information as things change. But it's just not constant new notifications of everything. I know when people are at home working, it's a lot harder because like who doesn't have the TV on in the background, right? But that's when I would recommend going to something like a Netflix or a Hulu and just watching. There's all kinds of great TV shows that are perfect background TV to have running and just not have the news be that constant thing. So you want to check in on it. You just don't want it to be constantly checking in on you. (laughs) I like that. Because one thing we started doing, and I'll be honest, I started doing this after the elections in 2016, is I no longer watch my news live. I, I record it. And there are certain things I need to fast forward through or I know it's going to upset me. And so that's something that I've found helpful right now is it's like, okay, I want to get enough to know, like I want this part of the story that tells me the facts of what's going on, but I don't need the details. I don't need to know how many more people died in Italy today. You know, I, I can flip through that and just get the overview. Yeah. And another option is to do away with the news, traditional news sources altogether and look at the CDC website and maybe your local health department. They're going to be providing updates that are important information for you to know without necessarily getting the, there's another confirmed case of COVID-19 in Nashville or wherever you may live. And so that is sort of helpful as well. That's fantastic. And one thing that I found today, like Greater Good Science Center had done an update of 10 positive things that have come out of this so far. And they gave some brighter points that things, discoveries we're making or some recoveries that are happening that aren't being reported so much. So that's interesting too. Like you could look for some news sources such as Greater Good or some of these more positive mindset places that are going to provide you with a little bit of uplifting information. Yes, that's a great idea. Okay, so we've handled social media and the news, got that conquered. What about this social distancing? Because here's the deal, we spent our whole time talking about we need social connection. This is so important for us. Now we're saying, nope, you got to get away from people. 
Right. So it's social distancing, not social isolation. I think that the thing people jump to is, oh, gosh, I can't have any contact with anyone who doesn't live in my house. Well, no, you can. There's a lot of creative ways to maintain contact with people while still maintaining a minimum of six to eight feet apart. Ideally, are you going to be going to dinner with somebody right now? Well, no, probably not. But can you FaceTime in a friend to dinner? You can. Can you play, like my wife and I were talking the other day about playing Yahtzee with my mom via FaceTime because it's a game that we can all play, but we don't have to be in the same spot. There's lots of things like Jackbox TV that you can kind of set up using Zoom or something like that with screen sharing that you can play with like your whole family. So there's a lot of things like that that are out there. And if you think about it from the perspective of we actually have a little bit more time when we're working from home because we're not commuting anymore. And when we take our lunch break, we literally walk to the kitchen instead of going somewhere (laughs) to eat. And so you actually have a little bit more time to reach out to people and to get your work done and all that. So you could actually spend some more time like intentionally calling that friend that you haven't talked to in six months or spending some time FaceTiming with your nieces and nephews who you don't get to see very often. If we look at it as an opportunity of like, okay, so just because we can't see each other physically in the same space doesn't mean that we can't still interact. That's a really good point because this is could be a nice time to kind of rekindle some of that communication that gets lost in our busy, busy day. Yes. We we end up not reaching out to that best friend from high school that we know we want to talk to, but it's like, I'm just so busy. I haven't done it. Yeah, exactly. And I'd seen one person posted something about like each day ask, what are you grateful for? Who will you contact today was the Mm -hmm. second thing. I thought that was really interesting that, that it was like every day to make it intentional to contact someone different. Oh, yes, definitely. I've had a few people talk about doing not really a bucket list, but kind of like a a list of people that they want to make sure they contact while this is happening. And so they're sort of setting a pace for themselves with like, okay, so if this goes on for a month, then that means I have 30 days. So I have 42 people I want to call. And that means I need to call one and a half of them every day. (laughs) And so, you know, trying to make sure that they're getting through that process of, okay, I'm going to reach out to all of these people and actually reestablish these relationships because I can right now. And that could be the gift. That could be one of the gifts that comes out of this. And there's also the idea of saying, okay, how can I use this time? Kind of like Jewish Shabbat, where you kind of take this time away. You could almost do that same approach to it of saying, how am I going to use this to improve my life? And what am I going to work on with myself? So what would that look like to set something like that up? So some of it depends, obviously, on each individual, but I always recommend for people practicing meditation. Meditation can look like a lot of different things depending on what works for you. Some people like a YouTube video where they can actually follow a peaceful scene on the screen. Insight Timer is a really great meditation app that has just hundreds of thousands of meditation options in addition to just a straight-up timer that is silent and then a bell dings when you're done. But beginning to practice meditation, I recommend people start usually at like two minutes or less and then slowly build their way up. But meditation is a really great practice that is helpful for anxiety and keeping that calm. But it also helps actually like kind of heal our brain from the stress of the anxiety, like the the cortisol that gets produced. And it also helps actually make us way more productive in our work and in our lives because we're able to focus and tune out the distractions. So that's one that I definitely recommend that people kind of start with. And then I also recommend grounding skills or another one of my favorites. It's very body-based in terms of getting yourself connected to your body, to the earth, to whatever chair you are sitting in. 
and being able to come back into yourself. Because when we get really anxious, sometimes it's almost like we leave our body and there's all of these thoughts flying through and all of that. And we sort of forget like, oh, right, I'm still like a whole person here. I have a body. I can feel (laughs) the things. And so five senses grounding is one of my favorites. And in that one, you choose five things that you can see, four things that you can feel like tactile touching, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. And when we're all at home working, it's a great one because you can pick anything you want to taste. That's a little harder out in public, but it's great when you're at home. (laughs) And that's a really good one because it just zooms you in onto what's happening to me physically right now. What sensations am I experiencing and what can I notice around me, which can help bring you down out of that anxiety But that's also a really good skill just to practice in life. I also recommend getting your feet on the ground. So whether that's outside in the grass, if you can do that, or just on your floor and like noticing what that feels like, feel the weight of your body on your feet, notice how they're supporting you and just sort of feel what that feels like, basically. And what about those times where the anxiety hits and it hits hard and it is completely overwhelming and even the grounding skills exercise or meditation, it just seems like too much. What can you do in that moment when you are completely overwhelmed? First line of defense, if you're out in public, if you can get someplace a little more private, I recommend jumping jacks because it's a full body physical thing that helps actually move the stress hormones through your body. But if that doesn't work, my very favorite thing Especially if you're at home, you can do this like in the most effective way, which is get a bowl of ice water and stick your face in it and hold your breath for 20 seconds. (laughs) Um, It sounds crazy, but it works really well. It triggers your dive reflex, which actually gets your body into self-preservation mode. And so it calms everything down. Another option, if maybe that feels a little extreme, or if you're like me and you never have ice in your house, is an ice pack and hold it on your face. And if you can, hold your breath for about 20 seconds. And that can also help trigger that. That's so interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's a great one. It's hard to do at work. But um, (laughs) if you're at home having any sort of panic attack or really high anxiety moment, the ice water is kind of the gold standard for getting your dive reflex to kick in to get your body to just chill out. I can't believe I've made it this far in life without knowing this. Well, now you've got it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what about parents? Because my heart really goes out to parents because we've got a few things going on. One, you've got kids that are cooped up, which that's not good for anybody. And then two, to be able to manage your own situation, your work at home or whatever it is that you have to do and manage what's going on with them and being able to present this to them. So for moms out there or dads who are having to deal with this, what are some tips for keeping some normalcy and levity in the day? So structure is my first suggestion. Even though kids generally kind of rebel against structure, we all need it. And so kids, when they're going to school or daycare, they know that like I get up in the morning and I do these certain things and to get ready and to eat and all of that. And then I go out the door and then I go to school or daycare. And then I do this set number of things and then we eat lunch and then I do these number of things. And so trying to keep kids as much on that schedule as you can is really helpful And then also just being able to give them some physical activity. If you live in a place where you can get them outside without them being, you know, in proximity to others, if you've got a backyard they can go play in and it's no other kids around or whatever, let them do that. Get the energy out because they really need to do that. And if you can't, I recommend coming up with like family game time at a certain point in the day because then it gives them something focused to do. 
obviously most kids at some point are going to be doing schoolwork. And so trying to keep them on task with that and setting up your work schedule so it mirrors their school schedule so they can be doing their online learning while you're doing your work can be really helpful. And then anything you can do to set up sort of FaceTime or video chats with their friends, with family members, you might get them set up on those Jackbox TV games if you can if they're old enough to be able to do that on their own with friends, but make sure they have things to do. I'm not normally a big proponent of video games, but like this is an opportunity that for them to do something social with other people, even though they're in their own home. And how do you manage a child's anxiety? Hmm. When we have our own, as adults, we're having a lot of difficulty with this. How do we talk to our kids about what's going on? So I think the first part is you do talk to them. You talk to them in words they can understand, but you also have to make sure you're in control of your anxiety before you're talking to them about theirs. Because if you're anxious, they're going to be anxious and there's no way around that. But if you can get yourself in check and feel calm enough to talk to them, you can sort of explain what's going on. Explain that, hey, we've got to stay at home for right now. We're not really going to be able to go out and do things. And that's really sad, but it's something that we have to do right now. But look at all these cool things we're going to have. So like every day at three o'clock, we're going to do family game time and we're going to spend time together as a family. You know, every morning at 11, we're going to do art, whatever it is that you may decide to do, but making sure that you kind of go in with a game plan of like, here's what our structure is going to look like. So they know what to expect. That's great. Does it help to write down a plan to have something like maybe as a family to write it down? Yes, absolutely. If the kids are old enough to read, you can actually just write it out in words. And if they're not, get your clip art game on and make little things that show (laughs) what something is for the little ones. That way it's helpful for them to be able to refer back to it. You can even put times on there or like a picture of the clock at that time so they know how to compare it. That way they can prepare. And I recommend the fun stuff a little later in the day. Don't kick the day off with all the fun things necessarily (laughs) Um, because you want them to have something to look forward to. If all the fun happens in the morning and afternoon is all work, then that's boring. Yeah, who wants to run out of fun? Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because it does feel like we could be hunkered down for a while based on new information and as that becomes longer, what are some ways that we can we can buy that time more sanely? So for adults, I recommend creating your list of books that you want to read, movies. Like I have probably close to 100 movies I've never seen but should have. So I might use some of this time to do that. You know, I have a stack of books I need to read. I'm going to try to get some of those books read during this time. So trying to kind of give yourself some things that are like, oh, I've been wanting to do this, but I haven't. And now I have the time. That feels good. Making sure we're still getting sun. So that doesn't mean you have to go out and socialize with tons of people. It might just mean opening like your windows to let some sunshine in or go sit on a porch if you have one. Making sure that we're not like totally stuck indoors all the time because that gets old really quick. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And fortunately, we should have some nice weather coming up soon. It's getting to that time of year where we're going to get a little springtime and we can all appreciate that. Yes. All right. Well, Erin, any other parting words of wisdom for us as we let (laughs) you go today? I think the biggest one is just hang in there and make sure you're staying in touch with your support network, reaching out and talking to people and get creative. This is the opportunity to be really creative about how we do that. And so we need to take it. 
That's excellent. Yeah, and I love what you just said, that opportunity. If we can somehow look at the opportunities that this is giving us. Oh, yes. um, we do get a gift of time that it's not the way we wanted this time, but how often do we say, oh, I just need more time to get this done. I just need some time. And guess what? We got it. <laughs> exactly. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron, as always, I appreciate your insight and boy, we'll see how long this goes on. We might be talking to you again. I mean, we might indeed. Hopefully not too long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you have a wonderful day. And again, thank you so much for sitting down and talking today. Ah, thanks for having me. That was Aaron Pickney talking about how to find calm in chaotic times. To learn more about Aaron, read her blog, or follow her on social media, visit us at livehappynow.com and we'll tell you how to do that. We hope you're already a subscriber to Live Happy Now, but if you're not, you can find us on the Pandora Podcast Network, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Just look for us on your favorite platform and hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one. Mm -hmm.